the incredibly shrinking Supreme Court. June 24, 2022, a date that will live in infamy, to paraphrase Franklin Roosevelt, the United States Supreme Court, for the first time in history, took back a constitutional right for individuals that it had acknowledged in the past. In striking down its 1973 decision in Roe v. Wade, declaring the right of women to choose abortion in principle due to a right of privacy, the court opened a Pandora's box for which it will pay dearly in the eyes of history. In fact, the court is already paying dearly, as public trust in the court collapsed to a new all-time low with only 25% of the public expressing faith in the court. What one does not expect from the legal specialists on the court is the string of non-sequiturs and contradictions we receive from the majority opinion by Samuel Alito. First, he declaimed that the court was not making a judgment about when life begins or even a judgment on abortion as such. Elsewhere in his opinion, he referred to, quote, prenatal life, unquote, as if such a term was scientifically self-evident and therefore the crux of the matter in Alito's eyes. Also bizarre is the contention that because abortion rights are not mentioned by name in the Constitution, it could not be protected by the Constitution. But neither is school segregation or Jim Crow mentioned in the Constitution. But that did not stop the court from outlawing segregation in schools and public places, pointing to the 14th Amendment as the foundation. The 14th Amendment contains simple words. Among them, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. On that basis, the court properly ruled that no citizens could be legally barred from the liberty of enjoying access to the same public places, an interpretation that few today would object to. A right to privacy can similarly be construed from the limited language of the Constitution. Indeed, it was so construed back in 1973 by a vote of seven to two. The abominable decision of today, by the narrowest margin, five to four, was an insult to the intelligence of the American people for more reasons than the above. Alito said that Roe, a decision reached by a wider margin than the five of today, was egregiously decided, but he gave no reasons why the judicial reasoning of the seven justices in 1973 was perforce mistaken. He could not show that the five of today had greater legal minds. One searches in vain for an explanation as to why five justices in 2022 could be blind to a right of privacy that seven saw clearly nearly 50 years ago. It wasn't written with the plain word P-R-I-V-A-C-Y, but neither was it written in the Constitution that free speech extended to corporations as well as individuals. The specious reasoning of Alito and Thomas and others 
in the Citizens United case on campaign financing in 2013. Why did they find a right for wealthy corporations when such a right was not plainly written into the Constitution? The answer, that other considerations may have been intended, only begs the question what might those have been? If there were other considerations, Alito and Thomas were silent at the time. In olden days, say the late 20th century, the justices of the court realized that public confidence in the court was the coin of the realm, a treasure not to be lightly squandered. That's why Chief Justice Earl Warren assiduously brought together a unanimous court, nine to zero, in the Brown decision, because he knew that an unelected Supreme Court would lose legitimacy on so sensitive an issue at that time as school segregation. The Brown decision also expanded rights in overruling a previous court that had restricted them. Further, it based its decisions on recent discoveries and constitutional language that it identified, namely the 14th Amendment and a changed world in sociology and psychology, not just the whims and pretensions of a different set of justices in 1954 as opposed to 1896. Even with all these protections, the court was denounced in the white South as a gang of communists, and the nation experienced the miseries of massive resistance by a substantial minority of the public. Which begs the question, how could Thomas, Alito, and the Trump trio of Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett possibly have ignored this history and the near certainty that a political hurricane of protest and loss of faith in the court will be the result? The answer most likely is that the justices on this Supreme Court are as ignorant of history as most of the public and as gratuitously dismissive to the same degree as previous courts have been careful to respect its precedents, especially in the realm of political history. For make no mistake, when a lawyer is appointed to the Supreme Court, politics always plays a key role, both before and after the appointee lands on the court. All Supreme Court justices are politicians in robes, but they historically have not and must not become just politicians in robes. Chief Justice Warren was correct to calculate the politics of a less-than-unanimous decision in gaining public acceptance of Brown v. Board of Education. But his political views were neither the real reason for the decision nor the stated reason which turned out to be the real reason. In today's decision, politics were all over the rationale for the decision and a proper concern for the opinions of the people of the United States. A legitimate political motive was ignored in favor of the private opinions of the justices. If those opinions are rooted not in private religious beliefs, but in constitutional qualms, the decisions of Thomas and Alito in the past provide absolutely no reassurance in this regard.
A final outrage was Alito's comparison of the Roe decision in 1973 with the Plessy versus Ferguson decision upholding the constitutionality of Jim Crow in 1896. Are the American people really so dense that they cannot see that the Roe decision represented an expansion of rights, while Plessy represented a contraction of rights? In order to follow Alito's logic to its illogical conclusion, we are asked to believe that a five-to-four judgment doing what Brown never did, shrinking rights, was the equivalent of the magisterial nine-to-zero decision in the Brown case enshrining and expanding rights. In a democratic republic, politics always has the last word. As infamous as this decision deserves to be remembered, it will not be the last word. The American people, with their votes and their elected representatives, will have the last word. And sooner or later, the rights conferred in 1973 and stripped away today will be restored by the legal, political process of elected leaders of the U.S. government. Yes, they, and not only Supreme Court justices, get to write laws. The rights of the individual under our Constitution will not, in the long run, be shrunk, even if the Supreme Court's respect in the eyes of the American people is temporarily and sorely challenged by a decision as infamous as the one reached today. Thanks for listening.